Thank you for listening to OTR Off The Rip. It's your boy Dijon. And today, we're going to talk about the the topic i actually been avoiding right now. Uh, the title of this episode is going to be called Bulls. Or Bull is an acronym for Blacks United Live Longer. Got that from my five. Shout out my brother Bundles. Uh, I just changed the change what the letters mean. You know what I mean? So it means something else for the set. You know what I mean? Not Trey. Like I said, this is a conversation I've been avoiding. If you remember in Guess Who's Back, I had said that what took me so long to get back into doing this was for the simple fact that I was I was angry. I was pissed. And I also kind of was confused and didn't know exactly what to do. So let's get into it. Or let's start off. First of all, I just want to say I love being black. Point blank period. You know, even though as my uncle put it, I'm, I'm dirty white. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very bright, but I love being black. It's kind of like being in a club that everybody sees. It's not like we're a secret society, but kind of like the Masons, boy, we a society of secrets, but not really, though. Because, you know, we walk into a crowd, I see another one, we give each other that nod, or we may even, you know, I throw up the fist or something. It's just kind of cool, like our swagger different. The way we act, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way it's dope. You know what I mean? Like women, love them, think they're the most beautiful. <laughs> the most beautiful in the world. That's just my preference. I actually like dark skinned women, all this stuff. So let's really jump into it. So the year right now is 2021 and 2020. Not only are we exposed or, you know, going through the pandemic, we hear about the loss of Ahmaud Aubrey, the man who is caught on film running through a, through a neighborhood and then is killed by a white man. We have Breonna Taylor. She's killed while in her bed, police shooting killer in her house, you get George Floyd, and he's killed while a police officer is kneeling on his neck. Now, to be honest, Breonna Taylor didn't really hit me till later, because I really didn't even want to, I didn't want to look into that one. George Floyd, it, it sucked, what threw me off though about that one was really the simple fact that, like, not only is dude kneeling on his neck and he and he has his composure, it's a simple fact that he's getting protected by police officers, an Asian police officer at that, and some other ones, and everybody standing around screaming, but nobody attacking it. But the Amar Aubrey one was the first, the, really the one that affected me probably the most, and it was because you see this man running, and then, like, you really see him fight for his life. You know what I mean? He, threw, he tried to throw a punch, and you could just see his body go limp. And what set me over, though, was when I really got mad, I'm not even gonna lie, I got mad at the people. So when I go on Facebook, I think it was Facebook the first time, and you know, like you seen it on the ground, and people like, why haven't they been arrested? And this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay. And if they arrest him, then what? Okay, they go to jail, then what? Because when they do something like that, in my point of view, that's a symbol of justice. It's not actually justice in, in essence, right? Because we have we seen any police reform, any new laws, anything really happen? If they go to jail, it's almost as if they get a scapegoat because the system is still broken, right? We say that racism is systemic. So what are we doing for the system? And then it make matters worse. When the protests come on, these people get highly disrespectful. Like, it was comical, but in essence, disrespectful. They kneeled. 
They put on kente cloth that we get when we graduate. Damn near had the shikis on. They wore Jim Brown caps, or the caps that dudes started wearing after they messed with Erica Badu for a second. And I'm sitting there like, you gotta be kidding me. Because we needed more than this. And to bring it home, I remember talking to somebody about it too. And I was like, you know, the good thing about it is, well, a couple good things. One, white people went crazy. And it was entertaining and kind of actually more hopeful because like, even some of them are finally getting pissed off to where they're doing something about it. Then I was talking to somebody, shout out to my boy Arjuna. I was doing a whole spiritual thing with him at the same time. And I remember I was like, dude, I can't wait. Like, finally we get to have this discussion maybe and see some change. And he was like, man, you don't see the sickness in that? And how we broke it down. Hey bro, why why are we waiting for a discussion? Why are we discussing what is our God-given right? Is our birthright, is our natural right? To be able to live freely and peacefully and like to have the pursuit of happiness. Forget what they put in that doctrine. You know what I'm saying? For the United States, this is real. This earth belongs to us too, if that's the case. Just as much as it belongs to any other ethnic group. But we're still, we're still hoping that we can at least get on a platform to talk to. You know, like just, just have the discussion. Maybe we'll see change. And that's where kind of all these mixed emotions and feelings come from. Because what do I do? Well, you may ask yourself, what do you do? Where do we go from here? Because again, I'm pissed off. I'm enraged. I'm sick and tired. I don't want this for myself. I don't want this for my child. My parents didn't get what they were promised. You know what I'm saying? And, and for sure, we're not about to take all the same disrespect and all the stuff that they did in previous generations. So what do we do? You got some people pissed about the protest, saying that marching ain't never did nothing for them. But how good is it to say that behind a keyboard or in the comforts of your own home? What are you doing? All right, like, it's, it's so many things. And then when we break down just being black in general, like, we never come into agreement. So if we sit there and have this, this discussion, like, we end up doing circles. Or we end up having to respectfully disagree. I give, like I said, I get his background. Honestly, it, I probably should have put this in the beginning. Like, if y'all looking for something probably linear, I'm going to try to chop this up and maybe make something out of this. But this isn't, this isn't an easy discussion. And it's not something that could just be put all out there. But blacks, you know, they live long. Why I say that? I remember I had gave this speech at UT, no lie. I gave this speech at UT to a foreign class and they asked me, how did I feel about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? Growing up, I'm, I was a Malcolm X person. I always idolized that man. I honestly wanted to be like him. Um, I almost became a Muslim because of him. You know, like I read his book, I seen the movie, whatever. Like, I really almost became a Muslim because of him. And I wasn't a fan of Martin Luther King because, you know, the whole turn of the cheek, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. You look at it as a sign of weakness until you get older and you see that as a sign of strength. So when she asked me, whose point of view do I find more correct? And I said, neither. They're both correct. We need both of them. We need those who are willing to put their, sacrifice their body right in the name of our freedom, in the name of our, and our, and honestly, in uh, equality and equity. We need those who are militant. We need both parties, honestly, to be working in unison. So it doesn't matter to me what your political belief is. It doesn't matter to me. Personally, I don't really care about your sexuality at this point. I don't care about none of that. 
because none of that trumps the fact that we are getting killed because we're black. We are getting incarcerated because we're black. Our schools are being, I don't wanna say defunded, but not funded in the same proportions because we're black. We don't get the same equal medical attention because we're black. We don't get the same payment because we're black. So that trumps a lot of shit to me. Let's keep it a buck 50. It trumps it. So we need everybody's support. I don't care what you are. And that's why I kind of, I ain't gonna lie. I'm one of those who are inclusive. I rock with POCs. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I really do. But I know that we need to become strong first. So I'm not gonna harp on everything about what was going wrong with the community like and this one, I'm just gonna kind of give out a list because, like I said, I'm be, I'm trying to keep this short. I know that this just probably this should be a multi-part conversation, but like I said in the beginning, this is something that I avoided. I want to get this off my chest because if something happened to me tomorrow, I'd rather say that I've dated instead of being like, man, I wish I would have got to say that before I went out. So, first things first, of course, build a community. And with that being said, the community starts within your home. So how? We treat not only our our partner, you know what I mean, like and that's a relationship partner, wife, girlfriend, whatever, children too. It starts in the home. Be the change that you want to see in the home. You don't have to look for somebody else to be that one drop of water to start an ocean. Be that one drop in your home, especially before going out into the community. We need to make sure that our family structures are now solidified, concrete, like okay. I do believe that we're all damaged goods, but to continue damaging, to continue breaking, to continue the cycles that we all keep going through, knowing that it didn't help us, why are we still doing the same things that our parents did to us and their parents probably did to them? Or even creating worse traditions because they're new. Stop subjecting our kids to the same disrespect and humiliation and like betrayal that we felt. It makes no sense. It makes no sense that we didn't like it, so we put them through it. I got this from Bell Hooks too, which was kind of dope. I said, especially when speaking about love, we need to stop like doing stuff that's hurtful and saying it's because we love, because love and pain do not actually go into the same, they're not in the same sphere. They're not supposed to be. We're sending out those mixed messages and wondering why people grow confused and why we're sometimes confused and don't understand until we get to a certain age. Now, when we go into the community, if we're going to be tribe, like we got this thing with tribalism on so many different factors, because being from California, bro, we can have two different blocks that are like literally a block away beefing with one another. You know, I'm from Seesaw, city full of Crips, you know what I mean? Like I don't roll with the car, but city full of Crips, now nah, the Crips get along. It's Crips on Crip, Crips on Mexican. This block versus, bro, it's not even a big area, bro. I'm from a small, from a very small place. But the tribalism, we, if we're not going to dead it, which I don't really, because like I said, don't get me wrong, I'm proud from, I'm from them jakes, so I read them jakes. But I see the bigger picture in that too. And part of me seeing that bigger, bigger picture is doing this, is that like pretty much like a, I had a mentor that kind of helped me see this, but like I'm able to see you and me, if that makes sense. And I feel like the world sees me and you and you and me. Because when we look at what happens to our people on the news, you know, the whole, like, remember the whole saying that, oh, man, all black people look like 
and all that BS. But they damn near do treat us as if we all look alike, if we all act alike. So it, it would be in my benefit to see you as like see me and you and you and me. So if I'm reflecting my best, at least I get to see the other side of that, even though they may not want to acknowledge it. Because I've had people apologize to me because they thought I was one way. I was just talking to my brother and he was just saying that, you know, certain places he go, he still get followed in the stores from the minute he get in there. The man worked two jobs. He ain't about to steal nothing. And he said most of the stuff costs a dollar. So they see us. And don't let you be dark skinned with dreads or anything with dreads. You know what I mean? Like you for sure gonna get mistaken for something. And say like, let's 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 be reflections of each other. Let's let's show people who we are as a people. We don't all gotta agree, but understand, you are gonna be a reflection of me. You are gonna have to represent me. Just like when I walk into the world, I represent you. Believe it or not, doesn't matter if I'm like I said, I am super bright. But they still see a nigga. I can tell you that much, cause of my features. You know what I mean? Like for real, for real. Like I know most of the people probably listen to this right now know me, but if you've never seen me. Depending on how I talk, I don't know how I sound, you know what I mean? But like straight up, bro. Like, I understand that. When I, I'm, I'm not gonna touch on nigga too much, but the way in which we speak to one another and the language that we use needs to be more of a familial bond than what it is right now. We need to act more in a familial bond than what we did or what we're doing right now. Cause like I said, don't get me wrong, I still use the word nigga. But I do feel like if we use the word brother, or we use the word really, if we use the word cuz, blood, whatever it has to be, but not on no gangbanging tribal, not on no disrespect, this, that, and the third, it'd be better. Because when we say the word nigga, it's like we're trying to take something that was used to scar us to now heal us or to, to claim it so that it doesn't hurt us anymore. Even though, like I said, there is to me a difference. I'm one of those who will say it is a difference between having the ER and the A. I'm one of those. I, like I said, I've defended the word. We're not going to get into all that. But if we use, like I said, if I call you my sister and really say it like I mean it, like I love you. If I call you my brother like I mean it and I love it, maybe we'll be in to act like it. Right? I'm, and I'm not, this ain't even on the like whole kumbaya stuff. But I'm, I'm keeping it a buck. I feel like the language in which we use with one another helps kind of keep us divided because we make it this me versus you type of stuff or like we use words that don't really have meaning and could be taken any kind of way. Cause like you can't like you ain't gonna use brother in a disrespectful way. You can say it with sarcastically or with a little oomph on it, but it ain't really no we know that the connotation of a brother is a familiar term. It did. So that's why I think we need to do that. We need to dead some of the metaphors that we've been using or some of these like like what we live by. One of the sayings that I hate is crabs in a barrel. Because people, that's one of the first things that people like to throw. Man, it's all crabs in the barrel. You know, niggas, niggas say hating on one another. Man, we can't never get along. Bro, okay. But now now there's a group of people that want to throw black washer in your face. Now people want to sit there and they, they want to tell you that we come from kings and queens. So we had to get along to become king and queen. Not, not all kings and queens get along. But what I'm saying is that we had to be the one person. So we can start naming all the stuff. But then when we don't get along... It's cause me, me, you no know, crabs in the mirror. If one person wanna get up top, the other person wanna pull them down and love me. And that it though. Cause we see it on the opposite side on all the time. And the thing about it is, like I asked my mom, did you you heard that term? Yeah, y'all use it cool. And did your mama hear that term and like you get it? Yeah. And then where did her people get it from? Yeah. Like I'ma do one on manifesting so and I ain't gonna say it's my next one, but I'ma just figure like think about that. 
we keep using these, how are we not gonna manifest? How are we gonna avoid it? Because that's the first thing that we think of, remember? So if you understand that the power of manifesting, if you keep that belief in your head that we are crafts in a barrel, are you not bound to see it? Let's dead it. But I seen this meme and it said, can black women and black men hit the reset button on relationships or relations? Because we're in this feud that we don't need. And I could be a little biased because I'm not gonna lie, like I said, I do love black women. Oh, and it goes to something that needs to be dead it too. And that's that colorism shit. Cause you know, people still like, I ain't gonna lie to them. The jokes do be funny. The light skin versus dark skin jokes. Right, jokes are jokes, man. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. And I like to laugh. So the jokes are funny, but they do a lot of harm as well. Because some jokes contain the truth of another person in it. So when you see it, man, there's somebody that really feel that way. Being again, a light skin, Male, like I said, I know one trait that people like to like to give to us or attribute to us is being soft. And I swear, like I said, again, out here, women talking about women weighing about a book ten be talking about like they take flight on me. Like, little mama, you know I wrap you up. Like, I ain't even got to throw a punch. I literally, I ain't gonna get into that because we don't need to be talking about the violence. You know what I mean? But we need to dead that colorism stuff. We need to hit the reset button on our relations with one another as men and women. And I ain't even going to lie as men to men. But I do see a change in kind of like black men now to where we're, we're talking about things that we normally used to not talk about that was considered taboo once upon a time is now being out there, which is cool. And I'm loving it. Again, I, I like this may just be the brief. You can kind of consider this like part one, the brief intro. I know, I know on this one, I'm probably gonna have to have more people discuss because this is definitely a dialogue discussion thing. So, in essence, we're gonna say that this is to be continued. I'm gonna try to edit this to where it makes more sense um, or uh, it flows a little bit better. At the same time, I can't guarantee it just because, like, look at the topic that I'm talking about. Be on your bullshit, man. Be on your black shit. Live, you know, black shit not to live longer. And again, I, I will extend it to the POCs too. I have nothing wrong with white people. Cause honestly, we're gonna need your help into this fight too. If we're gonna really end this systemic stuff, it's gonna take all hands on deck. Oh my god. Considering that, I ain't gonna lie, all, all skin and kin, I do really believe in that. But we need all hands on deck on this thing, man. So, I mean, even if you're not black, Practice it, you know what I mean? Practice practice being a bull, man. Or be on your bull. Thank you for listening to OTR. Off the rip.